Hotline Podcast. I'm one of your hosts, M. Chan. And I'm Jamie Deep. And wow, we're on lucky number seven this week, Jamie. How are you feeling? I don't feel like seven is a very lucky number. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> like, <laughs> growing up, the Chinese household, it was like eight and six. Nobody cared about seven. Well, that's true, but we, we live in a Western world. Anyway. <sighs> What did you cook in this past? <laughs> oh, I guess I should preface this with today is February 3rd. We're, we're recording this a little early because M has to head back to P-Town. Uh, we love that. And needs to uh, isolate before that. So we're trying to do things a little early. Uh, anyways, yeah. What have you been cooking in your kitchen? My kitchen, huh? Well, I'm doing a lot of baked slash roasted vegetables. Um, I read a tip about how you bake your veg and then you broil it for the last like two three minutes so i've been really enjoying um that big broil of zucchini and onion and chicken plus uh what was that why can't i think of veg broccoli i don't know why i couldn't i just in my head i had the picture of broccoli but it's broccoli yeah so i've those are my favorites simple easy especially for this time as we're heading into midterms super helpful what about you jamie um i've cooked a number of things but something that i'm super proud of is i've had a butternut squash that's been sitting in my fridge for a couple weeks um it's because i'm really lazy and i every time i look at the squash i'm like i should cook that and then i think about how much work it takes to peel a squash and then i'm like i don't want to cook that But then yesterday I was like, okay, I have no more excuse. I can make butternut squash, bacon, Parmesan pasta. Um, That sounds so good. Yeah. And then I was like, okay, I'm going to FaceTime my mom and ask her how to like peel the squash easily uh, because she's the real cooking mastermind. And um, I don't actually know what I'm doing. Half the time I just call her. So I called her. She's off doing something else. So I'm talking to my dad. And then I realized if you just rest the butternut squash on the cutting board and then you hold it with one, like, in one hand and then have it, like, you know, rest the other end on the board, you can just roll and peel it on one half and then flip it and do the same thing. And it takes, like, 10 minutes to cut the squash instead of the usual 30 to 40 it normally takes. So, yeah, you roast that and then you add in some onions and some bacon and then you cook it till everything's tender and or crispy you cook your pasta you throw it together with some pasta water and some parm and bada bing bada boom you got some a real tasty weeknight meal you didn't save any for me no (laughs) i'm just kidding i'm just kidding no i ate it for lunch today because i want yeah 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 i'm i'm just teasing (laughs) well well we've got a we've got a special episode plan for for today this is scheduled to come out on valentine's day whoop I hate Valentine's Day. (laughs) The only reason it's acceptable is because Valentine's is also my mom's birthday. So shout out to my mom. She doesn't listen to this, but happy birthday, mom. Yeah. Um, Happy birthday. (laughs) (laughs) But I thought that today we would be able to answer some Valentine's Day related stuff. So I actually got a similar question. It's not directly this question that we're going to be answering today. But essentially, today we'll be talking about what are some food-related things besides chocolates that I can give to my partner slash loved ones slash myself? So, you know, 
we're opening this up because food is enjoyed by everyone. You don't need any other reason to give chocolates or things for Valentine's if you don't want to, just as a preface. But because it is a special day, you know, this is, this is for you all. I mean, I'm just saying that there's more to, to love than just, like, romantic love, you know? Platonic and, and familial love are also super valid, and it's totally cool to celebrate that on Valentine's Day as well, because, you know, some of us are just single Pringles, and it's all okay. And sometimes we just want to do things for the people we love, and that doesn't necessarily mean it's people that we love romantically, okay? <laughs> Jamie's eyes went from, like, staring straight into mine to rolling into the back of their head. I wish, I, I wish you could, all could have seen that. But I digress. If you have a bubble or you have a way to call people and see them <laughs> virtually, I don't know why I, I, I cannot speak today, but there are fun activities you can do, perhaps with a partner, perhaps with somebody that you enjoy being around in your life. First one is a make each other food challenge. You know... It's it sounds kind of dumb because it sounds like oh I make my the people who I live with or my significant other whatever uh, food all the time, but there's a twist to this one. So essentially, you'd go buy each other each other's groceries. You know, set a cap on like how much you'll spend or whatever. And then the thing is, you don't buy it for yourself. You buy it for your partner to use for that meal. And then when you get back, you can cook alongside each other and make each the other person a dish. Yeah. I don't think it's... I think it's a wonderful idea. I just thought it was the funniest name. (laughs) Make each other food challenge. Yeah, Um, I'm not creative with naming things. Yeah, it's okay. But I love that idea because for me, I always have a hard time getting people gifts. So I'll just make food for people to show my love for them. So who knows? Maybe this Valentine's Day, somebody will love me enough to cook me some food. My hopes are not high. (laughs) Damn, okay. But, you know, on the same vein, if you don't want to make each other food and you just want to keep it more on the quote-unquote traditional romantic level, you know, baking each other or, you know, for yourself. Again, self-love is a type of love, too. You can make cookies, cupcakes, you make small cake even if you're super ambitious. On a small plate. Oh, God, don't even. <laughs> um, but, you know, it's it's a nice day for a treat, like any other day. But for some reason, well, I know the reason. But, you know, for this day, it's red and pink and white. Capitalism, baby. Yes. Um, but, yes, bake something for yourself. Cook something for yourself. You can zhuzh it up. Yeah. Um, or if you're going to be celebrating with friends or, you know, you can't necessarily with other people you can still gift some stuff so the there is a galentine's kind of event that the oregon wine lab is putting on so basically it's a trio of wines and what it's comprised of william rose's prohibition rose a bottle of crisp pink bubbly and a bottle of french rose and so that it uh, that together is 35 dollars and you can order it and get it sent to you get it sent to someone else and, you know, enjoy some wine virtually with each other. You know, Galentines or, you know. Palentines. Palentines. Love that. Yep. Yeah. Or if you don't drink alcohol, just a bottle of Martinelli goes a long way. We Yes, the non-alcoholic Martinelli. <laughs> There's... 
There is no There's alcohol. alcoholic Marnelli. There's no, there isn't. We're cutting this part out no. about the non-alcoholic Marnelli. <laughs> Okay, well, okay. either way, Trader Joe's has some excellent sparkling juices that are also very lovely and pink and bright. Yes. Love that. So, if you're, you know, still, if you're, okay, preface, this next part about gifting is for people in Eugene, specifically. So, you know, great gifts. If you're not in the mood to bake, you can buy dessert. You know, Sweet Life Patisserie is popular, Hideaway Bakery, Noisette Pastry Kitchen, Laura Daisy Mexican Bakery, which I have heard fantastic things about. I haven't gone, but that's a recommendation out there. There's lots of great places, big and small, to order dessert from, whether that's from a bakery or like a restaurant. Um, and if you're kind of bougie and you want to go the chocolate route, you know, there's the Euphoria Chocolate Company for chocolates, but you know, they also do other candies. So keep that in mind. Yeah. There's also a lot of really fun online trends. You can make sushi for your loved ones and put it in a box. A heart-shaped box. A heart-shaped box, because that makes it all the more romantic or lovey-dovey or wholesome, apparently. Who knows? Capitalism. Um, Yeah. There's also tacos in a box. Really, just any kind of, like, handheld food that you can put in a box is generally going to go well over people, like especially people in the college age range. Who, who's going to turn down a free meal? Yeah, unless yeah. you know they can't eat it. But yeah, yeah. Either way, get creative. You know, you know that loved one best. Think about their favorite foods. Think about a fun way to to make it and present it to them because that's always going to go well. Just something that's like a little that's that's homemade and thought well thought out. It's always going to make somebody smile. Although, the thing about that trend, if you're going to do it yourself, is please make sure that however, or whatever box you kind of use, that if you're going to put food in it, that you properly line it on the inside so you don't, for some reason, get paper bits in it or weird gunk from the packaging. So so just be mindful of that. Look up a tutorial. Yeah. We don't want any of you guys getting sick because you accidentally ingest some weird glue because one of you didn't properly line the inside with proper wax paper or something. Parchment paper and aluminum foil are your friends. Please. <laughs> Please. <laughs> and a little saran wrap goes a long way. Yes. But if you're trying to be more bougie um, and do something like a dinner with your loved one, specifically, you know, your romantic partner, these options, I will preface, are extremely bougie. Yeah. I mean, I'm looking at these and I'm like, I wouldn't want to do this. Yes. So we'll just breeze through these really quickly because not really in our budget, but I just wanted to put it out there. So Carte Blanche, um, they're a catering company. They're offering a fancy dinner for two delivered to you, and it includes a box of wine, or box, a bottle. Jeez, a bottle, a bottle of wine. Excuse me. That would shoot the price, right? Way up. But it's priced, this Carte Blanche dinner and wine, at $79. Um, it's a very fancy menu. It's it's just a little expensive. Okay. For our second option, Lion and Owl, they are, you know, a small little place known to be more, like, boutique-esque um, in their food. They are offering a full dinner with wine delivered to you uh at 845 dollars actually i don't know if it's delivered um you'll have to double check but the whole package dinner with wine is 145 dollars 
The menu looked really good, though, I will say. <laughs> but I personally, I don't know, would not if you are not in the budget. Do not feel pressured. It's it's just dinner for one evening. Um, the final thing that we'll, rec that we'll say is available is Silva Sylvan Ridge Winery's Date Night Kit. It's basically bake at home yourself pizza. There's a fancy candle, a box of Euphoria chocolate, and that's priced at $50 and then, you know, the added price of whatever wine you end up choosing. So those are the three options for a special dinner uh, for Valentine's that some places are offering. Didn't really see any for other businesses, but if you're savvy enough, they'll be out there. And it's because it's still we're pre-recording this. Um, it's only the 3rd of February, so... More things might pop up. Yes. Yeah. So just keep an eye out because... This is way too bougie for us. Yeah. All in all, like, most of the stuff is also price marked up. It, it, it's marked up. Oh, my God. A lot of this <laughs> stuff is marked up. Um, so if you really want to have a special night with your special someone, just do it another day. It'll probably be cheaper. Um, Post-Valentine's Day candy at the grocery store always goes over well. Let's just, I'll just leave it at that. And Valentine's Day is overrated. We all know the real holidays in our new year anyways. Hey yo, it's February 12th for those of you who aren't Asian. Do, do, do. Anyways, what's going on in Eugene COVID wise? Um, oh wait, that's, that's you. That is me. <laughs> that's you. Anyways, okay. if you're, if you're like me, you're going to be in Eugene for Valentine's day and new year's, which means you should be careful because COVID is still a thing. We're still on a pandemic. It did not disappear magically because of the power of the new year and the holidays. Holidays. <laughs> Anyways, as of February 3rd, um, we've had 69 off-campus positive cases reported in the past seven days, 60 on-campus students, and three employees. Uh, for the past 14 days, that was 193 off-campus students, 126 on-campus students, and four employees. What we're trying to say is that Lane County's current COVID-19 risk level is still extreme. Be careful out there, you know, avoid that indoor dining like we say every, every, every episode. Even outdoor dining. Even outdoor dining. There's I've no indoor dining right now. Yeah. You said indoor. Did I say indoor? You yeah. said indoor. Anyways... There's no indoor dining. Avoid outdoor dining if you can because it's all fake. I've seen those restaurants with their stupid ass tents that close in all the air anyways. So it ruins the purpose of outdoor dining. It's too cold for that shit anyways. Just buy your food. Pick it up if you need to. Get it delivered directly from the business if they offer delivery. Um, don't go through those apps. And if you really want to eat outside, just go to the park. Go sit, to sit, sit on the wet, soggy ground and eat your goddamn sandwich. This is not an attack. We're just saying we are extremely fed up like everybody else. It's just we're being safe about it. Yeah. But at the same time, we still do want to support our local businesses. And we've got one more this week. Em, what do you what do you have? Yes. So I have been really craving Mexican food and I have not gone to get Mexican food. Um, because I bought a bunch of tortillas, so I've been trying to use them. Jamie, maybe we should go soon. But this restaurant, Mama Myra's Kitchen, or Mira's, I'm not sure. I'm pretty sure it's Myra's. They are on 764 Blair Boulevard. They're next to the Laughing Planet Cafe, um, a f inferior restaurant. But Mama Myra's, oh, they're so good. They're open 8 to 8, except on Sundays. 
and there's just so many reasons why they're good they have one the most offerings i think meat wise they've got lengua which is beef tongue they've got chorizo beef pork chicken you know your vet your tofu slash other vegetarian option but just in general there's just so many combinations of meat that you can go with and it's just all been really good and lengua has personally been my favorite when i get like tacos and stuff like that um but the last time i went i also i've only gone twice i i got a torta oh my god that torta was so good it was perfectly crispy and the insides were just like super warm and it was just like cheesy in all the right ways but not too overwhelming and then with the hot sauce oh my god they make their own hot sauce like a lot of other mexican restaurants um that are you know locally owned just totally delicious and if you can support them to get some takeout you know the takeout might make it a little soggy but the flavor is still so good so if you can if you have a hankering for Mexican food and just happen to be out and about, I recommend that you order some pickup from Mama Myra's Kitchen on 764 by Boulevard. I'm so hungry <laughs> right now, Em. I haven't had a burrito in like seven, eight months. Well, I'm um, glad you're hungry. Um, you know, we can, we can get food later. Yeah. But, oh, You God. know what time it is. Hack of the Fortnite baby. Well, this is your section. This Jamie. is my section. So, what do we got? This what is, is our hack? This is my moment. What's what, what, this is my <laughs> moment? <laughs> God. My roommates. Okay, this is like completely off topic, but I feel it's important. My roommates have been just blasting the early 2010s pop music like all day. They pulled an all-nighter, like, last Thursday, and on Friday, they were just singing very off-key, mind you, along with, like, the worst of the worst of the pop music, and I was, like, in an ear training class, and I'm just, like, trying to do contextual listenings of, like, listening to, like, old symphonies and shit, and all I can hear is, like, them scream singing to Imagine Dragons. Um, But I digress. Let's talk about (laughs) leftovers. So we got a question submitted a while back from Emily Ma, and she was asking about the best way to meal prep because what she always ends up with is just leftovers that she gets sick of or... Not knowing what to do with things. Uh, Or them just going bad before she gets around to eating them. There's so many things to do. You You have two options. The first route is to turn that food into something else. Half the time, you can turn your leftovers into a soup, a sandwich, or a salad. Love that. Yeah. Back in late November, early December, I made a full Thanksgiving meal for myself for a party of one. (laughs) The pictures were amazing. Yeah. I made a bunch of food. So that turned into um, Thanksgiving sandwiches for like two weeks straight afterwards. (laughs) Where it was just like sandwich bread and mashed potatoes topped with mac and cheese and then ham and turkey and cranberry sauce and then greens. Oh, now I'm hungry. Slattered together and oh, so good. But yeah, most of the food that you make can be sliced up, refried in some way and tossed onto some bread and you got yourself a sandwich. Just slather on a little bit of mayo and some greens and bada bing, bada boom. Most things can be turned into a sandwich. You got, you, you want to go a little healthier? Make a salad. Um... Just, like, throw any of your shit with some greens. Just chop it up into bite-sized pieces, throw it with some greens, and you got yourself a salad. You got some leftover pizza? Hell, chop it up into bits, (laughs) toast it up into, like, 
pizza croutons. How delicious does that sound? I was like, I was like writing this out and I was thinking like, wait, what can you do with leftover pizza that's not just like preheating it? Because that's what I normally do. And I I had a moment where I was like, sometimes I toast my pizza and it just gets so toasty and crunchy. I'm like, wait, if you like let the cheese dry out enough, you got pizza croutons. Pizza croutons, my dudes. Impressive. Uh, Yeah. And finally, soup. When all else fails... This is... Okay, you have to be a little bit more careful with soups. Um, <laughs> Warning! <laughs> yeah. Just make like your, make yourself a hearty soup. You can throw in leftover pasta. You can throw in leftover meat that's been chopped up into bite-sized pieces. Uh, and just like let it go for maybe 10, 20 minutes just to warm everything through. And you got a nice, warm, toasty bowl of soup. Toasty bowl of soup. I don't know why that, that came out. Throw in the croutons! Throw in make the it croutons. toasty! Pizza croutons on leftover soup delicious <laughs> warms you up on a cold day and it's gonna stay cold for a while so and the go-to for me personally i don't know about you em but i just like to do fried rice or i just stir fry pasta and then whatever leftovers i have mix it in there day old rice perfect make my fried rice throw in some mushrooms oh i've got some protein yeah let's throw it in I also made Thanksgiving leftover fried rice. It was really good. It sustained me for like three days straight. Um, Impressive. Yeah. The other route you can do besides judging up your leftovers is to freeze your food. Your freezer is your friend. You know how you go out to the grocery store and you buy those pre-made freezer meals? You can do that yourself in the comfort of your own kitchen. When you're making dinner or you're making any sort of meal, You don't have to cook everything at once, especially for any kind of like stir fry, any kind of um, veggies that you want to cook or roast. You can just pre-chop and cut most of it and then only cook half of it and store the rest of it in a freezer safe container so that the next time you're feeling lazy and you're just like, oh, I don't want to go through the trouble of like chopping and doing all of that stuff. Well, you have a ready-made meal in your freezer. Good to go. An emphasis on freezer safe. Uh, please do not use just whatever container. You know that that stuff can crack. break. Yes, crack, break, um, and just be badly affected by your freezer. Yeah. Rule of thumb: If you're doing any sort of liquid, always leave room for it on the top because liquids, especially anything with water, will expand when you freeze it because of Science. I'm not going to get into it. Science, yes. So, yeah, the last thing that's a good rule of thumb to follow is to have some sauces that can complement a wide variety of dishes so that when you're zhuzhing up your your food, when you're making fried rice, when you're throwing things in a salad, when you're refrying things for any assortment of leftover-inspired meals, that they have a little extra oomph in their flavor. My go-tos, personally, are fish sauce and oyster flavor sauce and male depending on the occasion um not all three combined usually and it usually depends on the on the food as well um sometimes i'll just literally like mix shit with mustard and then throw it on a sandwich and it tastes good big tasty um if you have any more questions about this feel free to contact us but in the meantime let's head over to m's favorite segment ayo Oh my goodness. Okay. I, okay. Personally, I also love having a bunch of sauces in my fridge. I, for one, have hot dumpling sauce, even though I barely make dumplings, uh, light soy sauce, and, oh, 
God, what is it called? Um, Cupy Mayo. Cupy Mayo. That, that is so good. Um, but my favorite segment. Oh my God. Da 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 da. Hashtag not sponsored. Jamie just rolled their eyes so far it went to the back of their head and came back. But I'm super excited for today's because relevant to what Jamie just talked about with freezing whatever food that you've prepared, my hashtag not sponsored item is frozen veggies, specifically the Flavo Pack brand. They're always super uber cheap. Do you sense a pattern? They are typically between like a dollar and two dollars a pack and it's like a pretty it's like one or two servings of vegetables. There's a ton of varieties from just plain Brussels sprouts to broccoli, cauliflower, green beans to mixed packs, so like stir fries or roast packs. Jamie's looking at me with dead eyes. <laughs> and I love using them because one I used to also have a habit of like buying too much fresh veggie and then being hurriedly trying to put stuff together so I'll be able to use it all and not really managing my funds really well because of that because I want to eat fresh veggies but blah 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 blah. Anyway now that I've come to <laughs> frozen veggies I'm super happy because what I love to do is just bake them um, with the whole bacon broil thing so that's what I've been doing this week a mix of fresh and frozen veg so that is what I would recommend. Hashtag not sponsored. Flavo packs. The widest variety is available at Winko. It's a little far, but super worth all your savings. My favorite is either the Brussels sprouts or the broccoli. I like their peas. <laughs> Frozen peas just are something else. They're so good. Yeah. Well, I actually, <laughs> I'm a little bougie. No, I, I, I like um, frozen peeled edamame just because mm. it's like anytime I make fried rice and I need to add a little extra protein in there I just like throw in a bit of it and it's delicious it has nice texture it's it's a nice complimentary flavor if you can say that edamame has flavor it does it does it does it's subtle but it's there <sighs> thank you for that um I too like frozen veggies oh <laughs> uh. My hashtag not sponsored product of the week for today's episode is the Lakeum Gay Premium Oyster Flavor Sauce. You might know this as Lakeum Key, but if you're a real one, you know it's called Lakeum Gay uh, because the romanization of Cantonese is super cringy and really painful if you actually speak the language. But I am straying too far from the topic. Lakeum Gay Premium Oyster Flavor Sauce, or Hoyo, as we call it in Kanto, is a flavor bomb. It is what makes cooking, it's what makes like any kind of like Chinese style cooking really, really delicious. It adds in sweetness, savoriness, uh, umami, because it has MSG, but like, you know. It's, it's fine. It's fine. It's delicious. It's not, it doesn't contain any oysters either. It is just meant to taste like oysters. Which, and, which it's, you know, debatably does. Yeah. And it's perfect for when you're marinating chicken. Combine that with a little bit of soy sauce, a little bit of sugar, and some pepper and garlic powder, and you've got like the best basic marinade for any kind of meat and tofu or any kind of veggie stir fry. It is delicious. It tastes like home to me. And 
it a little goes a long way. So even though it's the premium stuff and generally a little bit more on the expensive side, it'll last you a long time. And we have a saying in Cantonese called Muntin, Munfall. You just like, it's, it's, it costs more because it's worth it. Very, very basically speaking. Um, so spend a couple more dollars, get the premium stuff. Don't get the Lee Kum Kee oyster flavor sauce that has the panda on the bottle. It has to be the premium oyster flavor sauce with the two people on the boat. It looks different. It looks a little fancier. You might feel a little bougie getting it, but the flavor, the taste, the elevation it will add to your cooking is so worth those extra $2 that you're going to spend on it. A couple of things to note, there is a vegetarian version of this oyster flavor sauce. However, it does contain wheat flour and it's made in the U.S. so it is not gluten-free. Uh, that's just a little something to keep in mind, but besides that, that is my childhood, like the flavor of half of my childhood in a bottle. And it will up your cooking game so much. Yeah, as a person who also shared your childhood, um, as, as your cousin, I wholly agree with everything 110%. I will say, as a kid, I would, like, you know, sometimes it's used as, like, a dipping sauce, right? Well, sorry, no, I was thinking of something else. I'm thinking of hoisin. <laughs> sorry. But, like, um, just, that taste is just so addictive and super delicious. So, just know that if you do use it, you're in good hands for having a delicious meal every single time. Yes. Finally, yeah, sorry, yeah. Finally, let's move on to some food security resources. Em, you want to start us off? Jamie, well, you know, most of these things uh, have not changed. They're probably, they, not probably, they are things that we've talked about before. So I'm just going to run through them really quick. And again, for you dear listeners, all of these links will be down in the description so you can reference for easy access. So the first thing I'm going to mention is the community fridges in Eugene. And you can find them on Instagram. There are um, two fridges in Eugene. Um, they're accessible between 9 a.m. and 9 p.m. One is on 4th and Washington, and the other is on 18th and Alder. And, you know, you can go. It's got COVID precautions in place, and you can access some food if you really need it. There is also Waste to Taste Eugene, so they're aligned with Burrito Brigade. There's free food 24-7, and there's little... Uh, containers around town called Little Free Pantries. So they're available in Eugene, Springfield, and Junction City. And the Burrito Burrito Brigade themselves, um, organization I just mentioned, they serve um, and make, they make and serve burritos. I'm sorry. a lot of editing this episode. (laughs) They make and serve burritos every Saturday and Sunday. And you can go to their website, burritobrigade.org, for more information. And finally, this last one is something that will be out in the papers by now, by the time this comes out. So this is the Lunch People. They are a duo, now a full-fledged group, who are serving free meals for families at Acorn Park on Saturdays from 12 to 1. So they're in the midst of getting a cafe to be able to feed people for free. And right now they're fundraising for... Um, being able to continue their services because right now they've just been able to secure the lease for the cafe space which is just around the corner from Sweet Life Sweet Life Patisserie 
So they've just secured their cafe location from Sweet Life Patisserie, but because they are still in the midst of being of cleaning up the space and making it presentable, and also with the extreme risk no indoor dining um, order in place, that you know they'll still continue their main operations being at this park on Saturdays from 12 to 1. So it's a free hot vegan meal. They give it to you, you know, first come, first serve, no questions asked. And they are partnered with CORE, the Community Outreach Through Radical Empowerment Organization. Um, and if you are looking for something just a little bit more out there, um, CORE itself does a, um, is it even on here? Did you update it? Um, or no? Yeah, just like they'll, they'll have street beats, follow them on Instagram to get dates as they come along. Uh, the last one would have been on February 5th, uh, but generally these street feeds are at Spectrum, which is located at 150 West Broadway, um, and they their main focus is to help empower um, uh, young adults experiencing houselessness, uh, and every Wednesday they will be working with the Black Thistle Street Aid to distribute supplies in the community. Um, and that is a resource that you need or that you know will help somebody else, that they are there for or for you. Yes. And as always, the food security resources provided by the Dean of Students will also be below, which if you're on Instagram is at feed the flock. And with that, we've reached the end of the episode. Thank you all for listening. If you have any questions, feel free to send them over at foodfumblehotline at gmail.com. You can also find Emma and I on Twitter. We have forms for you to uh, if you have questions, you can submit it through there. I am at J-D-I-E-P-2 on Twitter. And you can find me at Catch Up to Emily. Um, we always have it posted up on our own profiles and whatnot. So if you don't even want to email or whatnot, you can easily access the form there too. And with that, we will catch you in the next episode. Thank you. Take care. Stay fed. Goodbye. Goodbye.